0: Welcome to Gold with Jeanette Schneider, nuggets of inspiration for a bigger, badder, more purposeful life. Each week, we share wisdom, insights, and gold from those living their very best lives. After 23 years in finance and a fancy SVP title, I retired at the age of 41 to advocate for women and girls in life, love, the boardroom, and the marketplace. Now the CEO of my own media company, my goal is to change the world for my daughter and her friends. My first book, Lore, Harnessing Your Past to Create Your Future, dropped this fall and is based on what women wish they would have known when they were girls. This is purposeful content, big conversations, and a safe place for us to share our goals and our dreams for the future. We record every week from the sound studio at The Space LV. Today I am joined by Tiffany Hendra. From the trailer park to Beverly Hills and now back to Texas, Tiffany Hendra inspires women from all walks of life to live their most authentic, stylish, and courageous lives. She's a wife, TV personality, empowerment and media coach, creator of Sanctuary of Style, and former cast member of Bravo's Real Housewives of Dallas. With her spit, fire, but nurturing attitude, Tiffany gives women the nudge they need to exit their comfort zone, make friends with their fear, and enter their courage zone. Her mission is to help women live in freedom by overcoming past negative programming, give up victimhood, find their voice, cultivate courage, and live with unapologetic authenticity. Today, Tiffany and I talk exactly about that courage zone, courage versus fear, how action is sometimes messy, the authenticity and courage that it required her to leave Real Housewives of Dallas, and the message she would share with her younger self. This is a beautiful conversation. Let's dig in. I'm so excited today to have on with me Tiffany Hendra, and I was just asking her, coach, teacher, and she had the best response. You are a cultivator of courage, and thank you so much for joining me today. I love it. Thank you for having me. I'm honored. I I love you, girl. Thank you. I'm so thrilled. I love what you're doing. Yeah. Well, and so you and I met through Dr. Mel, our mutual friend, who was one of the pilot Mm -hmm. episodes of Gold, who just had so many wonderful nuggets to share. And she So many. I loved it. I loved that episode. Everyone needs to hear it. I blasted it on social media. Thank you. And she well, she was like, you have to meet Tiffany. Like you guys would love each other. And um, we met in person in Burbank and we spent some time together. And it was just like a soulful, beautiful little session where we got a chance to kind of talk about the things that, that we're good at. Um, Tiffany coached me up a little bit, but we talked about a couple of things. And I said, you have to come on my podcast because I keep hearing this word over and over and over again. And it's the word courage and I'm being told Mm -hmm. how brave I am and how this and sometimes that can kind of make you like am I being am I being too courageous am I being too what am I doing am I making mistakes and you and I had this beautiful conversation about the the difference between courage versus fear and what courage Mm -hmm. means to you and I was hoping that you could enlighten us um, because you dig into this topic quite quite deeply.
1: Absolutely. I love the word courage. I love the word encourage. And I I love this conversation. We did have a beautiful conversation. It's been such a joy getting to know you. And it was such a, what we did that day and that little like incubation was just what lights me up. I love having really connected conversation, intentional conversation. And we both left. I, I'm sure you left. I, I was lit up. I was fired yes. up. Um, and that's what I want for everybody. For me, courage goes back to being a little girl I I, exactly what you just said being brave being told you're brave being told you're courageous either I was like slightly crazy (laughs) because I would just go for things and in fact when my husband asked for my hand in marriage and had the little talk with my dad my dad has this strong southern accent he was like well let me just tell you something boy she likes doing things her own way and she pushes the envelope and she will push you and and it made me think, you know, in, in the beginning I thought, oh, my gosh, that that stung a little bit. But I really embraced that because I believe we're all born with a certain level of courage. I think that, you know, when you look at children, they're just fearless and they wait, they know what they want and they go for it. And as time goes on and, you know, the baggage, the bags that we start picking up as young women and young adults you know, can we like the fear grows and the courage, um, the courage gets smaller with that, with those weights. So, a cultivator of courage, what I do is I, I, I practice this in my own life and I don't coach anything, I don't teach women on anything if I have not gone through it myself. And I, 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 I wanted to get back to that person, that girl that I was, hmm. that was just fearless and, would get on the monkey bars or go jump off the deep into the deep end of the pool or, or race the boys barefooted in, in the street, you know, grew up in the country. And, uh, and, and the word cultivate is beautiful. You think of, you know, going back to, uh, farmers and they cultivate the soil and keep it primed and ready for the seeds that need to be planted. So that's what I believe. I believe courage is, is basically an invitation, um, You know, fear is like a four-letter word, and people think it is so. You know, like a like the four-letter word and the F word. But I don't believe it. I've I've learned to without 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 fear, we can't have courage. It's an invitation to courage. So when you feel the fear, that's an invitation for you to really step in, lean in, dig in, and um, you know, and cultivate that. And and every time you approach something that you know makes you you know shaking your boots or you want to shrink back I did I did that for many years as I grew into an adult I wasn't addressing my my you know some trauma that had happened to me and I would just shrink back and I want women to lean into it and and embrace their fear fear can be your friend we all feel fear we're human beings Again, you cannot have courage without fear, light without the dark, highs without the lows, the peaks without the valleys. Absolutely. And I, I love, I think... Oh, that was a mouthful. <laughs>
0: no, no, no. I, it's perfect. And I think you feel so passionately about it. And I think a lot of people who feel passionately about this conversation, it's because they have accomplished something or overcome something, right? And, and one yes. of the messages yes. that I always try to share is that you have access to a big, beautiful, courageous life. If you can overcome some of your old belief systems, some of your old messages, and some of that has to do with fear, right? Fear is something that was gifted to us, both biologically to keep us alive, but also from our family mm-hmm. members because we needed jobs, we needed security, and we have all of these ingrained kind of almost like warning systems, right? Like, don't do that. What will people think oh, of Oh, yeah. You? Don't do that. What? What I if like you that. lose your job? What if you lose that love? What if you, what if you, and we live in this, what if you life... And what I'm learning as I'm growing is that courage doesn't mean that you're not afraid. It simply means that you've weighed out the options and you've recognized where fear is and you've made peace with it. And You look at it and you're like, thanks for keeping me alive, but I kind of got this. And you do it anyways
1: one thousand percent one thousand percent and again we cannot and we cannot cultivate and grow and strength it's a muscle courage is like a muscle each time you do it don't you feel that each time you you stood up for yourself and did the hard thing and i and i late living in dallas i noticed it with women it's a very competitive city and people are so concerned with what others think and i when i hit 40 i said hey you know what? Welcome to the I don't give a damn what people think club. I love it. I love my 40s, and it is it is a beautiful time to really, really exercise your courage because you've been through your 20s where you're just, like, floating around. You know, and again, what you said with, you know, the things that have happened to us along the way that, you know, the things that we don't address. And then finally when we do, and we can say, you know what? Okay, I've been there. I've I've faced you. I'm, I'm kissing you on the cheek. Mm -hmm. Now it's time to step aside. And it, and you know, the real me shows up and I know we're going to talk about authenticity and I believe that authenticity and courage are are cousins. Um, And and here in Dallas, I see it. I see the women that, that really do, they're trailblazers. And, um, and it's an assignment that I've had here in this city. We've been here five years now. And uh, yes, absolutely. You cannot have. Um, I, I just don't believe it. It's just it, the opposites, the oppositions in our life. Light without dark. Fear, fear can be your friend. You have to. And you know what? It's funny. Before, when you when we de- we decided, or you sent me the bullet points, we're going to discuss this. I was flipping the channels. I don't work, watch a lot of TV, but you know, if I'm cooking dinner, I'll put it on E or you know some mindless fun television, HDTV or something like that, and. I was flipping through, and that show, that movie, it's so silly, but it's like Talladega Nights or something mm-hmm. like that, and he's a race car driver, and there's this scene I was meant to see, and his dad comes back. He hasn't been in touch with his dad for years, and his dad, he had, he had seen the fears, what his dad kept saying. You saw the fear, son. You saw the fear, and he couldn't drive anymore. He couldn't race,
2: mm-hmm. so
1: he said, you know what? You've got to get in this car, and there is a leopard or a tiger or something in the car and the actor had to get in. And I thought, you know what, that's what it is. It's Mm -hmm. getting, you know, the tiger is there, but you're going to get in the car anyway and you're going to rev the engine and you're going to go anyway.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, And it was just a, a fun, you know, fun analogy of that.
0: Well, and you mentioned um, authenticity. Let's go ahead and dig into it now because, you know, courage and authenticity um, are, as you mentioned, hand in hand. And I think of when I think mm-hmm. of you, authenticity is, is your brand in a, in a lot of ways. And I have such mm-hmm. deep respect for you because I know that you were on The Real Housewives of Dallas for a period of time. Mm-hmm. And you had mm-hmm. to make some courageous moves on. Um, that other people may not understand, right? Because you wanted to remain your authentic, valuable self. And I would love for you to talk me through kind of that transition where you realized um, maybe this isn't right for me. Maybe I need to step into my authenticity. And maybe that doesn't mean the thing, the shiny thing that most people would love to be part of.
2: Hmm.
1: I, I love talking about this because I believe, first of all, I have to walk my talk, if I am, if I am um, you know, preaching, which I don't love that word, but I have to practice what I preach, I have to walk my talk, and it really goes back to, and I, I'm so grateful for the stretching and the refining before I was given that opportunity, and I worked in L.A. As, a, as an actress and a TV host for many, many years on shows that just didn't seem to quite make it, pilots that just didn't seem to get off the ground with huge companies, big networks, and and I know now I'm like, thank you, God, that okay. you didn't give me a platform like that when I was a complete hot mess and just concerned with making money and being famous and being a size two, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hit rock bottom on the bathroom on a bathroom floor in West Hollywood, and I hadn't prayed in many years and I was about to O.D., Mm -hmm. And I was abusing drugs and alcohol at the time. I had not dealt with a, a lot of trauma that had happened and buried it. And I got off that bathroom floor and I said, you know what, how dare I not get up and do whatever the hell I can to relearn life. I mean, literally from the ground up, relearn behaviors, get rid of, you know, the programming from my past and my parents. And it's been a long journey, but when that opportunity came, we did not know that it was Housewives. We, of course, knew we were auditioning for Bravo. I know all about that franchise. I lived around the corner from Lisa Vanderpump's restaurant in West Hollywood, and and I, I believe that that was even part of of the plan because I don't know that I would have uh, I would have even auditioned or or been submitted for it. Um, and that journey was the hardest of all the trauma that I've been through and abuse. That is by far the most challenging situation ever. And for that, I am so grateful because it did. It showed me, again, let's talk about opposition. It showed me that even more so, I wanted to hone in laser beam focus on my mission and plan that I was put on this planet for Mm -hmm. and uh, to remain authentic. And and again, when you have a marriage you want to protect, when you have a brand that you have, you know, blood, sweat, and tears that have gone into a brand and your messaging, and you know, you are your brand. Uh, I had to, I had to go on and do the best I could to not only make myself proud, make my husband proud, not dishonor God and what God has done for me, not dishonor my parents, and on that show, girl, it is <laughs> difficult.
0: <laughs> I can't imagine difficult. I can't imagine, yeah. and I, I think, and from what I understand, I mean, they they're they're looking for storylines and drama lines. But this is your real life, this is your marriage, this yes. is your your friendships and your family. Um, what was the fallout yes. when you decided that you you didn't want to continue?
1: Hmm. If you know anything about the franchise, you you shoot a reunion, and you get all the cast members get together and they reunite to discuss and they're given the, we we're given the opportunity to hash out every single question anything that came up because when you're filming you have no idea what the other women are talk, saying about you unless you're in a scene with them and a storyline with them you have no idea mm. so I was mortified at what these women were saying about me um once once it aired and we would always get the episodes one week before because we had to watch, I literally was becoming an alcoholic in the process because I, yeah, I, I, I had stopped drugs when I got married. I have not done a drug since I got married and, um, but was slowly medicating myself with alcohol. And, and I had, we all drank while we filmed to be able to get through it. You know, that liquid courage,
2: Mm -hmm. that fake courage.
1: And, um, it was very difficult because the, the reunion, there were many secrets. There were many things I knew about the other women. And if I had wanted to be that big, bad B I T C H of a housewife for that franchise, you know, that these women want to get any dirt they can to, you know, the, the, the more, uh, the more confrontational you are, the more out there, you are the more unfiltered you let anything fly out of your mouth. Right. Um, you know, the more the more successful you are in that franchise. And I didn't care about that. I'm like, again, going back to honoring myself, honoring my word, honoring my husband, honoring my family and honoring God, I the reunion was such a train wreck. And I, I actually got sick, physically ill. I had to do the reunion on cold medicine. And I, I battled so many different illnesses during that whole period of time because I am an empath. I am a very sensitive, loving person. And so for me to be put in a situation that was so toxic and you're fighting and twi- texting every single day, you can't sleep. You wake up at 3 a.m. going, oh, my gosh, I can't believe she said that about me, yeah. you know, when you see these episodes. So the reunion, I, I knew after that when I literally was one of the cast. She wasn't a, a main cast member. I knew some some really, really deep, really horrific things about her, her and I just, I was like, they really want me. They really, really want me to divulge this. And I didn't. And I just knew after that, I said, how can I be successful? I, you can, you, you have to either play the game, uh, your authenticity. And, you know, many of the women you do see, they are very similar, to, you know, in alignment with who they are. But you still have to push the envelope a lot. And I wasn't willing to do that. I wasn't willing to dishonor. All of those beautiful things that I'd worked so hard, God had blessed me with. Um, Because let's face it, if you look at New York, I think almost every single New York housewife has gotten a divorce. Yeah. Most of OC. Yeah. You know.
0: It's well, and I mean, they're asking you to push the envelope, but at what cost, right? It's it's you're you're giving up pieces of your soul, right? Fragments of your soul in order to be this personality that doesn't actually, it doesn't, it doesn't. It's not who you are. How did you kind of, after the after the reunion show and you kind of taking a step away, I, I remember reading, and I, I think it wasn't related, um, you were dealing with some adrenal fatigue and some mm-hmm. kind of autoimmune sicknesses. Um, how did you recover? What did you do? Did you go kind of on sabbatical? Did you just get really deep in, in faith? How did you recover from that situation?
1: Uh, this is the the self-love piece that I want for all women. Um yeah, and and you know, going back in in different fields, you know, th- this is not unique just to a reality show. Yes, it's more intense. your your life is on camera. But you know, there are many situations where women are putting themselves in situations and career and fields uh, where they are are expected to to you know push the envelope. Mm-hmm. And I just want to preface that because, you know what I went through. Women are going through much horrific things on, in different parts of the world and suffering so much more. Um I made the decision to slow down, which is very difficult for me because I'm a nine, ninety to nothing person. I'm an all in kind of person, and 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 I am I am a Leo, so I can, you know, I play hard, I work hard, mm-hmm. but I can get lazy like a cat. And I was like, okay, this is time for me. To really learn the art of rest yes the art of self-love and the art of you know trusting God and you know and, and that's very again it's a challenge for somebody like me and who got that val- you know I, I received validation for many years because of my work ethic and you know going from one TV show to the next so they overlapped uh, if I took off and came to came home for Christmas it was literally for two days because I didn't want to miss on an audition and so it was, it was a beautiful thing. There were so many beautiful things that came out of that experience, including l- really listening to my body, really. And I, I, I have been somewhat in tune with my body for a long time. I practice yoga. I'm very spiritual, but this was on another level and it, it made me realize and, and respect and have compassion for people that do suffer from chronic illnesses that it is rampant right now. The autoimmune disorders that stem from emotional trauma that women have not dealt with. I mean, Half of my client roster last year either found out they had fibromyalgia while they were working with me. Um, fibromyalgia. Uh, what is the other one that everyone? There, so many people have. Um, and and I'm I'm really taking a look at that. And and that's part of my coaching now because women are spreading themselves too thin. They are putting too much on their plate. The America is is a nation of. Uh, you know, over-glorifying the word busy, which I've taken uh, t- taken out of my vocabulary now. I go to Australia with my husband. I've traveled Europe extensively, and, you know, we need to learn to slow down and, and not seek validation through how busy we are. Mm-hmm. So, yes, that was such a beautiful time. I got my blood work done. My hormones were all out of whack. I learned that, especially at this age, women in your 40s, if you're listening – please listen to your body because your hormones are changing. A lot of doctors will just stick you on antidepressants because you do your mood changes. You have extreme mood, you know, highs and lows. Your energy is all out of whack. You know, someday you just wake up one day. You're fine. The next day you wake up, you feel like you've hit, been hit by a truck. Mm-hmm. And so I want getting my, my hormones checked. I didn't, really know that much about adrenals. I know I had a doctor in LA that said one time, he said, oh, anyone that has lived in LA for any length of of time, you're going to have adrenal fatigue. And I really didn't pay attention to that. Now I understand what he meant. Mm -hmm. I, I know that I have no triggers from my past. And so, yeah, it was a beautiful time of just really letting myself take a nap, letting my myself just take long power walks instead of thinking I had to go crunch it in the gym. Right. You know what I mean? When you heal your adrenal glands, that's the last thing you should do. You should do yoga and and all of that. So, it, yeah, yeah. Well, we have- adrenal fatigue is very real, and, and many women have it, and they don't know that they have it. I and th- it affects all of your hormones. It is the master... Uh, you know, commander of the ship. So if your adrenal glands are fatigued, then it is affecting your thyroid, your testosterone, everything.
0: I had an experience like this myself where I was going so hard. And my, my closest girlfriends knew around Christmas time every year, I almost hit a wall. And it was because I'd go so hard in my career. And around Christmas, probably the week before Christmas, it was almost as if I couldn't stay awake my body would break out into hives. I was just an absolute and complete wreck. And I finally got my levels tested and realized what pressure we put on our bodies and how sometimes when Mm -hmm. we decide to slow down and to give ourselves a break, we don't even know how to take that break, right? Like you were saying, like, take a walk, take a bath. You don't have to go crunched out on the gym because you have some, you know, ridiculous kind of expectation of what you're health should look like, there are days where Mm -hmm. you have to honor your body. And I had a day like that recently where I walked into the gym. My trainer was there and I looked at him and I said, something's not right. I think I'm emotionally drained and my body hurts. So I don't think I should be doing squats. (laughs) And he was like, nope, today we're going to do Pilates because you have to honor your body. And I think that that's such a great message for women, especially as they're taking on careers and families Um, And what we're doing is we're taking antidepressants, we're taking pills, we're taking pills to wake up, we're taking pills to go to sleep, we're drinking coffee to stay Mm -hmm. awake, we're drinking wine to go to bed. And no one realizes what we're doing to our bodies by providing them with just stimulants in order to keep functioning. And those are the signs and signals that, hey, I need to take a moment, I need to take a break. I need not to work, I need to listen in, I need to drink some green juice, <laughs> I need to do some things um, to to get back to my natural state and I think it's really, it, it's a really beautiful thing for someone to realize their natural state because I, I know from talking to you and for me myself that when you take that moment and you get grounded and you have your own practices, whether they be spiritual or physical, you are more creative, you're more in tune, you're more aligned and there's more love for you and for others. Uh, and I think that's so important for people to start kind of recognizing when their body is telling them otherwise.
1: One thousand percent. And in and, and, and this last few years of my coaching practice and that really growing and, and speaking with women and finally women can give themselves permission to take a nap, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, girl, t- give yourself permission to say, no, I cannot make all of those especially around the holidays, I, I did, I, I realized so many women and I don't have children. I, I, you know, I believe that that happened for a reason as well, because I'm able to be all in with my clients and, and I, I mother, I I don't go in saying I'm going to be your mom or your, or your big sister or anything like that. But inevitably, you know, I've got some really young clients that don't have a great relationship with their mom. And I'm honored that I can be a, 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 a source of, of guidance for them um, but I noticed regardless of the age, it was leading up, you know, I think it hits right after Halloween where women just have this wave of, of anxiety that comes over them because of the holidays leading up and all of the expectations, all of the events. And I'm like, girl, learn the power of no, yeah. the beauty of no, and the, and, and practice of the pause. I am all about practice of the pause. Even right now, I'm actually doing a bit of that in January. Um, it's been, Many years, I I did, I wasn't doing it. I wasn't intentional about it before, but just in the career I was in and living in L. A. January was always a very slow month. Um, it's the it's the only month of. Uh, Three hundred and fifty-five days of the year, is, you know, it's about 70 to 76 degrees in L.A., while January is usually rainy and cold, colder. So the whole city shuts down a little bit. And so as I became more intentional about it, and then last year my husband and I spent the whole month of January in in Australia where it's summertime, and I did a social media fast. I took – I oh, unplugged. That's amazing. unplugged. Yes. And it, I had the most productive year – thus far in my entire life from really taking the practicing the pause a lot in January. Um, so I'm doing that now because it was such an eventful I don't use the word busy it was a it was a what I call it high, high activity year <laughs> and uh, yeah high activity. Um, so yeah I'm getting quiet I'm I'm listening to my body I'm listening to what I need I do feel so much stronger everyone if you are dealing with hormonal issues that affect your adrenals um it takes about a year if you go into complete stage four adrenal fatigue it takes about a year to heal from that and i just did the third my third day in the gym congratulations thank you (laughs) i i don't do resolutions but i knew that i'm feeling stronger to be able to hit the weights again and to do some of the things that i used to love um and, and it's beautiful. So know that when you do practice the pause, you take a break, just like you said, you align yourself, you know, spiritually, physically, I mean, you know, all of it becomes like a meme and a gif now and all these quotes on Instagram, but it is really true, body, mind and spirit. All of the all of these things that go back um, for many decades, people have been practicing and it's just now. It's in our face um, every mm-hmm. single day, but it, it's true, you know, body, mind, and spirit. If you get in a, out of alignment in one area, you, they all suffer. So you're going to be a better mom, a better, you know, better coach, a better sister, daughter, friend, everything. You're going to be better when you, you really fill up your love tank, take care of yourself, and come from a place of overflow instead of depletion.
0: I love that. And I also love, and one of the things we have in common, too, is that we don't, neither of us set New Year's resolutions. Um, We each select, and this is something we found out when we were in in Burbank, we each select a word for the year to live by. And my Uh word for 2019 is power. I want to use my personal power to grow and expand my life and the lives of those I love and influence. And I am so curious what your word is for 2019.
1: Okay, first of all, I have to tag onto that. I'm not even surprised. I've got an affirmation card in front of me. And that is part of my big intention. And I wrote an affirmation. I'm not kidding. I'm holding it. It says I am a powerful woman. I love it. That is part of Yeah, that is part of my intention as well as, you know, just in really studying that when I was a little girl, I knew that I was different. I knew that I I could feel, I didn't know what, of course, I didn't learn what an empath was until probably 10 years ago, but I knew that there was something different about me and it scared me a little bit. And I, I think, you know, I live by the Mary It talks about who are you to be gorgeous, successful, fabulous. Well, who are you not to be your child of God? You're meant to shine as children do. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I, I've always known that I've got a power within me and uh, because of things that had happened to me and dimming my light, shrinking back, all of those things, I am the same. So we can hold each other accountable I love it. in our, 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 our quest to become and, and really be intentional about where we place our power and using our power. But my word for 2019 is expansion. I love it. Yep. It is expansion. And um, when I looked up, expansion it was it was just beautiful and one of the definitions said um letting go of of old limitations Mm -hmm. growing deep going deep um expanding and dying to former limitations and i'm like all right i'm all about that i'm all about that well and that's a great segue
0: okay because we've talked a little bit about um women and trauma that we carry and old messaging, mm-hmm. and you know one of the things that I, I ask folks is to kind of look at their younger selves and think of the mm-hmm. things that they would want to say to a younger version of themselves. What message can you die to? What what trauma can you unwind? What thing would you want a younger version of yourself to know as you're standing in this beautiful place where you are all about expansion? What could you leave behind when you're, when you're looking at this younger
1: version of yourself? Hmm. I've thought about this a lot and I know you and I've discussed this. It's, it's something that I have my clients do as well is really take a look and, and write letters. I I love that. That is such a beautiful part of, of your mission. I think it is so important and it's so such a beautiful um, practice for women. Going along with the power expansion, being not being afraid to be big Mm. um, and going big and expansion. When I was a little girl, I would look at National Geographic. My grandpa would give me as old National Geographic. And so I started, I was fascinated with the rest of the world. And I grew up in a very small town. My first house was a trailer. So I was that that small, but my eyes were open to this big, big, beautiful world. Yet I was in this, you know, my my environment, the mindsets of my family did not cultivate, nurture that bigness I felt that I had inside me. Uh, So luckily, by the grace of God, whatever I had in me, I knew that, you know, I had to get out of my small town. I got got an art scholarship to college. I knew I was going to go to school. Um, but then I was given the opportunity to travel the world in my career in modeling. I was like, heck yeah, I'm out of here to see ya. <laughs> right. You know, like, gotta go. Um, and, and, you know, again, I, I use the term lady balls. It's something that has, has come from this crazy journey with, with real housewives. And uh, it's just a mantra that women have latched onto. I had no idea it was gonna grow, but it, it you know, I, I had lady balls even when I was that age. And I, I, I just going, looking back, I know that I had, I was courageous and I was brave. I stepped out. Maybe it was just the fear of, of getting stuck there. Who knows? Maybe it wasn't lady balls. Maybe I just, maybe I just knew that I couldn't stay there anymore. Um, but I just would, I would love to tell my younger self it's, I think what Glinda, the good witch said, you had the power inside you all along. Mm. I think oh, that's i um, beautiful. I, 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 I yeah, Wizard of Oz is one of my all-time favorites. I don't know how many times at this point I don't know how many times I've watched it, but um, I know that that's why I was drawn to it. You know, Dorothy leaves. You know the whole the whole story. Everybody has mm-hmm. seen it, and when Glinda says that to her, I, I I would love if at eight years old, ten years old, sixteen, twenty one, that I I really did embrace that, and I would I would I want to tell all, all young girls that. And so I love that you part of your mission is also to cultivate that in young young girls. I love it. It's so
0: funny. I it, first, it's beautiful. Secondly, my executive coach has. I've worked with him for almost two years now, and do you know how many times he has mm-hmm. um, quoted a scene in Wizard of Oz or used the tension between the characters and what it really means in order to like get a point across to me? It's apparently it's a transcendent movie. Um, but I yes. I absolutely love that. And I think it's so important and and it's one of the things that, you know, I feel um we we are born perfect. We are born powerful and mm-hmm. courageous and mm-hmm. everything that comes next is information. Right. And it's information Mm -hmm. in order to keep us safe, because let's be honest, um, our grandparents likely went through the Great Depression. Right. And so the the messaging has been one of lack generationally that's been passed down in other cultural and social messaging. So everyone's supposed to be safe, be careful, keep your job, you know, take part in the American dream, have a pension, be comfortable, um, don't talk too loud. And we forget our power at some point in time. I had a friend um, mm-hmm. show me something on Instagram the other day. This little boy, he's like three, and she, she it was a mom. She posted, she's like, my my three-year-old son just told me that he died in a plane crash with his brother Harold. His name was Gerald. They were twins, and they had a company. And I'm not going to be sleeping tonight. And I just started laughing because I was like, the kids are smarter than we are, right? Like, they're so much more tapped into spirit. (laughs) They're so much more tapped into, like, who they are and are supposed to be. And somewhere between that age and them getting into college, we we are are, are programmed, We're, we're socialized, we're created. And so I would love to get to a place where we have more people, more kids staying in their power and staying in their courage.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It, and it takes doing exactly what we're doing. We're starting conversations. So thank you again for, for using your courage, seeing that power that you have and that you are here to get this conversation started and to help he- heal women. And I, I firmly believe, uh, you know, and, and young girls, and I have a heart for young girls because I was, I was, you know, I, I had a beautiful and. I, I will never discount the beauty that I had in my childhood, the, the fun, the, you know, everything. Um, but I had a lot of hardships and a lot of, um, you know, things that, that just little girls shouldn't go through. Sure. And, um, you know, I love that, you know, part of, part of healing that and, you know, is, no matter what age a woman is, you know, if they're still having kids and women are, are learning their power, they can model that and be an example. You know what I mean, for, for the, the younger generation. Absolutely. And it gets, it starts with these conversations.
0: Absolutely. I hundred percent agree. My my last question mm-hmm. for you, this is the this is the good stuff. We talked about your younger self, but what mm-hmm. gold nuggets of wisdom or inspiration would you want to share
1: with my listeners? What's your gold? Oh, what's my gold. I am just, I am so on a mission right now for, for women. I even have this quote on my, my website. It's from Anna Eastman. And I love, there's two of her quotes that, that I love and one is life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, the other one is, and the day came when the risk to remain tight in a bud was more painful than the risk it took to blossom.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And you have to have courage. You know, that's why I love both of those quotes together. Um, I know it sounds cliche, but life is short. Mm. I, I mean, my husband, and I, it's my husband's birthday today, and we were talking about how crazy it's been. We're about to celebrate our 15th wedding anniversary and just amazed at the roller coaster ride, you know, white knuckle gripping at times and then our hands flying up in the air, no hands mom, you know, it's been just a roller coaster ride and it's gone very hard. so I, I want women to really really go for it. Mm, I like that. Not shrink, mm-hmm. not not dummy down and I know that's not the most eloquent, you know, you know deep thing, but just go for it because These 15 years have gone by really fast, and what I found here in Dallas is, when and I love that I had no idea I was going to start a coaching practice or anything when I moved here. Um, Women hit a certain age where their kids are either in junior high and their kids are self-sufficient. They're doing their own thing, and then when they start driving, that's a whole other story. And women all of a sudden wake up and they're like, oh, my gosh, I don't even know what I want in life anymore. Yes, yes. I, I don't even, who am I? Yeah. You know what I mean? And because they have devoted, which is beautiful. Being a mom is the hardest, you know, job on the planet. It's it takes the most courage of anything. And, you know, but what I want women to understand is every step of the way, as, as as you are following your dreams and continuing to do what you love and follow your passions, especially if you have daughters that, that you're modeling that for them so that you're instilling in them, follow your passions, be creative, do things you love, um, and, and not to wait until you just wake up one day and you're like, oh, my gosh, 14, 15 years have gone by and I don't even know what I want anymore. And that's one of the most beautiful questions I have women ask themselves right now is, what do you want?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And some of them look like deer in headlights. Like, what do you mean? I, I'm like, no, what do you really want? You know, take off your mom hat, right. take off your, you know, CEO hat, take off. all Who does Tiffany want? Who does Jeanette want? What does Jeanette want? You know, and and I, I really I really encourage and challenge women to to check in with themselves and say, you know what, is this what I really want? Is this in alignment with my true desires?
0: Yes, I love this. I see this all the time because a lot of time our identity becomes the rules right so i've seen a lot of mm-hmm. moms especially as their kids are getting ready to go off to college with this kind of deer in the headlights like you said and they're like i don't even know how to relate to my husband um as mm-hmm. a romantic partner anymore um i'm simply the mother of his kid and i do this i do that and i don't know how to i don't know what my needs are what my wants are aside from the people that i serve And so, I hope if Mm -hmm. there are any moms out there who are heading into the time where kids are becoming more self sufficient or heading off to college, you take Tiffany's advice and and start to date yourself. Figure out what you like
1: again. Absolutely.
2: Go on dates. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) It's so beautiful. And what I've found is many women. That's a beautiful. That's a beautiful um, challenge for women. Is you know it's funny because women keep themselves so busy. That when they have time to themselves in the house, I remember one friend called me one day and she was like, Oh my gosh, no one's in the house. Come over, let's have some wine. I'm like, No, I want you to sit in the house by yourself, go run a bath. You know, it, I, that is such great advice mm-hmm. because that is when you can sit with yourself nurture yourself. That is the ultimate form of self-love is when you take those moments to let your, your mind breathe, let your spirit breathe, get some space. Yes. And, and again, going to that Anais Nin quote, it's, you know, women, women want to blossom. We all want to bloom. We want to, you know, if, if you put a gun to my head today and, you know, I, I also, re- it's the bud and the blossom. Also, I refer to the cocoon and the butterfly a lot. It's like, no, the cocoon sucks. <laughs> it's dark. It's murky. It's dirty. You know what I mean. The the caterpillar turns into something else, and it dies, and it emerges. You know, so there's this death and this 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 t- difficult period that you have to go through. But you know what? To stay tight in the bud or stay in the cocoon, in the long run, and that's why I'm. I say it is time to exit the comfort zone and enter your courage zone because that temporary discomfort trust me, is nothing compared to staying in the cocoon or the bud and slowly dying and never allow, you know, going through the uncomfortable space of the unknown of what am I stepping into? Um, oh, I'm a big advocate of that. It's like, you know, and nurture yourself. That, that The idea of if a human being opens a cocoon and, and tries to get the butterfly, the butterfly is going to die. Right. Part of but, the butterfly emerging is the strength it gains in using its wings to crack open that cocoon so just love yourself through it trust the process and uh oh my gosh there's so many things i could say on that i gotta shut up now no it's beautiful
0: (laughs) it's you're so funny it's beautiful because i mean you're you're basically you're giving women an invitation to to get to know themselves and to find the muscle the courage muscle once again um and stretch their wings uh make it yeah. go for it. I love that. Say, telling them to go for it, move into that courage zone. It's absolutely beautiful. And you are absolutely beautiful. And I am so thankful that you spent mm-hmm. the time with me to talk about your gold and share these lovely thoughts. Um blessed to know you and thank you for thank you for being with me.
1: Likewise, likewise. We're sisters now.
0: I agree. We're
1: you can't get rid of me. Yeah. <laughs> I love it.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Tiffany. Yeah, it. I appreciate you. Thank you. You too. Thank you so much for joining and listening today. I love this conversation with Tiffany and her admonishment to go for it, to go big, to be powerful, and to use your lady balls. For more information on Tiffany, check out her website, tiffanyhendra.com, and follow the behind the scenes of her life on Instagram, at tiffanyhendra. Living intentionally is where it's at, and if you are anything like me, you get out of bed and reach for your phone. I'd love to say that I practice yoga first thing, but let's be honest, I open my eyes to news and I'm ready to counter that with my own weekly intention journey. I'm inviting you totally free from my heart to your inbox. Sign up for my love notes at JeanetteSchneider.com and before you even wake up on Monday mornings, there will be a huge dose of motivation waiting for you. Yes, I will wake you up on Monday morning with intention setting prompts and give you some tips as to what is setting my soul on fire. On Fridays, I'm going to remind you to let go, recharge, and love yourself up with some self-care prompts to get present in your downtime. As always, please subscribe to this podcast, leave a review, and don't forget to share with your girlfriends. I'm always interested in content that uplifts, so if there's things you'd like to hear about, please share them in the comments. You can also find me on Instagram at Schneider or Twitter at msjwrites. If you'd like to get deep in the work with me, pick up my book, Lore, Harnessing Your Past to Create Your Future, now available on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. Until next time, in the words of my grandma, love each other every day.